As a business owner of an aquaculture company, how can you take the first step to be profitable and sustainable at the same time? That's what we're going to be talking about in these episodes. Hello, and welcome to the Business of Aquaculture podcast. This is the podcast for the sustainable business movement in the aqua farming and ocean ranching industries. This podcast aims to amplify the voices of entrepreneurs addressing the United Nations Global Goals, aka Sustainable Development Goals, number 14, to conserve and sustainably use the oceans and the seas. Listen in to fellow business aquaculturists in their journey in this new model of food production of making their business sustainable and help the ocean's ecology while also making a profit all at the same time. Get inspired to learn how even small to medium businesses can make an impact to save the seas, leave a legacy, and have a better quality of life. One of our goals is you take away a nugget of wisdom that will help your business move from the industrial revolution to business 5.0. Our vision is that of collaboration in the aquaculture industry. I'm Lourdes Gant, your host. As a business owner of an aquaculture company, what do you do to be able to use collaboration with financiers and the ocean business nonprofit organizations? That's what we're going to be talking about in this episode. This episode, we have the CEO of Canada's Ocean Supercluster, Kendra McDonald. Welcome to the show, Kendra. Thank you. I'm so happy you're here. She's responsible for driving the sustainable growth of Canada's ocean economy, along with the OSE team. Kendra is passionately committed to raising awareness of Canada's ocean opportunity and role as an ocean nation. Kendra was previously a partner in Deloitte's Atlantic Risk Advisory Practice and the Chief Audit Executive of Deloitte Global. Based in St. John's, Newfoundland, Kendra joined Deloitte in 1993 and built a wealth of national and international experience, having previously worked in Deloitte offices in Ottawa, Montreal, Sydney, Australia, Russia, and Hong Kong, providing internal audit, external audit, internal control certification, and governance services. Kendra was the lead partner for a number of Deloitte's Atlantic Canada clients, as well as member of Deloitte's National Innovation Council. If you listen to our last episode, we had Martin Jaffa of Calander McDowell, a United Kingdom-based consulting firm. Their main focus was strategic planning and marketing in the aquaculture industry. Welcome again to the show, Kendra. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. It's great to be here. I'm so happy that I get to finally interview you. I've been waiting for this time. So thank you again for your time. So let me get started by asking the question, how did you end up being with Ocean Supercluster? When the opportunity came up a few years ago, I was getting increasingly involved. You mentioned I was part of the Innovation Council. So really looking at Canada's opportunity in terms of technology and innovation. And someone said, well, you know, if you really care about innovation, here's this wonderful opportunity. And when I looked at it and I looked at the opportunity for Canada, the global opportunity in the ocean economy, there was a really compelling reason to get involved. So I made the move. That's so exciting because when I was reading your background, my background also is also in internal audit. So I was so delighted to have someone <laughs> in the same industry being able to actually move ahead with the blue revolution. So which leads me to my next question. What are you seeing as future trends in the blue economy or the sustainable ocean economy sector? You know, we're certainly seeing 
so broadly, you know, the conversation around the health and wealth of the ocean coming together. So, you know, I think people are really understanding the tie of ocean and climate and the significant importance of making sure that we're paying attention to the health of our ocean and that we're developing solutions that are positively contributing to carbon reduction. We're seeing an increase in the conversation around seaweed. People are understanding the value of seaweed in terms of not only the carbon sequestration opportunities, but also the opportunities in terms of pharmaceuticals and nutraceuticals and food. So I think there's a huge trend there. Certainly from a technology perspective, we invest in ocean technology. So obviously a passion for us, but I think being able to bring the whole conversation around digital and data. So we're seeing lots with the UN decade of ocean around being able to have more survey data, being able to understand our oceans, moving to a digital twin of the ocean. We make better decisions with better data that allows for more predictive fishing, that allows for more sustainable aquaculture, that allows for better decisions around climate, that allows for better marine spatial planning. There's so many things that are driven by data. So I think those are certainly a few of the key ones that we're seeing. That leads me to think about how do you think small and medium aquaculture companies can get started with some of the Digitech, I guess, and Aquatech in terms of how they can get it implemented if they don't have as much resources as bigger companies do? I think that's a great question. I mean, one of the one of the things that we do is we encourage collaboration. So we encourage the smaller companies working with the larger companies and learning from each other. I think often small companies, while they don't have the same resources, often they are nimble and have an innovative mindset. I think that we're increasingly seeing, so we're not an aquaculture specific cluster, but I think with the clusters, getting involved with the clusters, I know, I think there's a Norwegian cluster and they do cloud and data sharing, right? So how do you really learn from each other and take full advantage of what is happening in terms of being connected to the various technologies? How do you learn from other sectors? How do you learn from existing players and how do you create partnerships would be some examples, I think. That's a great answer. It's that era now we're in, we call competitive collaboration is very much in. And if we're not working, I always say together is better Then we're not leveraging the power of the resources that bigger companies have that they can share with the smaller companies. So thanks for sharing that, Kendra. So my next question is, why is it important for a leader of an aquaculture company to innovate and be updated with technology, obviously, other than the reason of surfing the waves of the digital decade? Yeah, so I think Certainly efficiency, so operational efficiency. You know, we have projects that are capturing data that are using autonomous vessels to be able to monitor nets, using cameras and using trackers to be able to monitor individual health of fish. So the more information that you've got, I think the better decisions that you can make. And we're seeing also an increase in real-time data, right? So being able to get the information in real time, being able to make the decisions remotely, being able to control information and activities remotely. So all of those things add to operational efficiency. I think there's also tremendous pressure on the aquaculture sector, as much as we understand that aquaculture is important and it contributes significantly to protein from the sea in the future. There's also a tremendous amount of attention being paid to the environmental impacts, Right. So I think, again, 
the more information that you've got, the more environmental monitoring that you can do, the more that you can bring technology solutions. If you look at things like fish waste, you look like things like fish food, those are things that are significantly contributing to carbon footprint. So the more that we can bring technology solutions to be able to reduce those impacts, I think the more sustainable the aquaculture sector becomes. Wonderful, wonderful. And maybe you can give our audience a little bit of a background. What does Ocean Supercluster does and what's your one favorite project since you started with them? So what the Supercluster does, so we are one of five global innovation clusters in Canada, and we are responsible for growing the ocean economy. And we do that through investing in well, we, we are building our ecosystem. So we invest mainly in technology projects, collaborative technology projects. And so we co-invest with industry. So we're really trying to encourage industry to invest in innovative solutions and build innovative solutions. So we have a whole portfolio. We have over 500 members and we have over 70 projects with close to $400 million, I think now in project value that are really trying to build these solutions to tackle the global ocean challenges that we're facing. You asked me a second, oh, my favorite project. So that's really tough because we have, you know, we have over 70 projects. I think, you know, one of our early big projects that gets me excited because it was one of our our early transformational projects actually is the fish tracking and fish health space. So they really brought in at the time, they brought in 11 collaborators, they looked at multiple applications, and really it was technology, working with academic institutions, working with government, working with small startup ocean technology companies and larger companies. And so they all came together in our Ocean Aware project. And so they have been one of our longest running projects as well. So I think it was a real example of how we could transform, reach far, and really make the collaborative model work. So, I mean, there's lots of other examples of interesting things that folks are doing, but I'll use that one because I think it just really showed the power of the model early in the life of the cluster. Sounds great. So my last question then becomes, what do you see that's not changing in the industry? That's not changing. I think maybe I'll say not changing fast enough. I think that you know, the opportunity in aquaculture, the benefits of aquaculture, the broad relevance of aquaculture to both rural and urban communities. I think we still have a lot to do to educate on the benefits. I think sometimes there's a lot of noise around the downsides. I mean, we're still learning. There are impacts. We can do better. (laughs) So there's lots of things to consider, but I think, you know, certainly for me, the deeper that I get into it and really understand the breadth of perspectives and opportunity, I think we just have a lot to do to educate and to raise awareness. And I think tied to that, there's going to be a lot of workforce changes, right? So if we go back to those trends around automation and remote monitoring, and that's a different workforce, So how do we continue to raise awareness with the next generation of worker as to the opportunities that exist in the agriculture sector? Thanks, Kendra. So my biggest takeaway from this episode, from our conversation, was when you were talking about the whole gamut of environmental impact, the business itself, education, and the collaboration that needs to happen. How can they get in touch with you, Kendra? 
We're pretty easy to find. You can certainly check out oceansupercluster.ca and get lots of information on the projects that I was talking about, or you can find me very easily on LinkedIn and reach out to me directly. Thanks again, Kendra. Our next guest is Wayne Murphy of Hatch.Blue. They are on a mission of being a global catalyst for a climate-smart, truly sustainable, and just seafood transition. They are the Blue Revolution financiers for aquaculture and alternative seafood. Do leave a review of the podcast and share with us your biggest takeaway from this episode. See you next week. Thanks again, Kendra. No worries. Thank you. Bye now. Thank you for listening, and I hope you are inspired from this episode. Do take a moment and share this with your friends and colleagues, and rate and review the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'd love to know what your biggest takeaway from this conversation has been. What are you going to do differently? Please share your thoughts across social media and tag us. For links and show notes for this episode, visit our website, www.sustainableaquaculture.ca slash podcast. Thank you again. I hope you will join me on the next episode and together we can help create a better business in aquaculture.